Resident Evil Lighting Specialist to Arc Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, John Siaka joins us from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where he is co-owner of Custom Theater and Audio. When it comes to people that I have met through my job over the years, John is at the top of the list of my favorites. He makes me laugh wherever we are over the years, and he writes when he writes for my publications, he's the easiest to edit and most entertaining to read. Personally, I've been on a bit of a summer hiatus with the podcast for the past few weeks, so as I ease back into my routine of weekly recordings, I thought I should start with a fun one. As is our annual routine, we will cover some residential tech topics for sure, but we will also discuss our favorite current movies, the latest on the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, and even John's borderline obsession with pickleball. Mr. Siaka, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you back. I I could not have asked for a better intro had I written it myself, Jeremy. That was fantastic. So thank you. <laughs> it's great to be back. I think is this is this number four? I, it, it may be more than that. I think we've we've really hit some milestone, and I, I didn't go back and I count them so. all up, but uh, I've had a few, you know, multiple appearances from others. So you can't claim that top spot. It, yeah. it, but <laughs> I didn't break the jacket out for that the four timers club this yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, you know, Michael Heiss. He's he's always going to things, and I need to talk to him about it. So you know he gets on quite a bit. But but you're up there. But I know that uh, when it comes to sharing a room, I'm top on your list. (laughs) Absolutely, I've never shared a room with Michael Heiss. Absolutely, never going to do that either. (laughs) No offense, Michael. Um, But seriously, the pickleball. You're you're a bit obsessed. It sounds like I I know. I know it's a hot sport. I am. I'm super obsessed with it. Um, we picked it up, I think, a little over a year ago. I went out and there was a a younger guy who wanted to hit tennis balls. And so I went out and hit for a while. And he said, hey, look, I've got pickleball stuff. And um, the pickleball courts were right next to the tennis courts. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've heard a lot about it. Let me try. And um, immediately, it's so much fun. And I think what, I, what really resonates for me is that I've been married for 28 years. Um, and when we got married, I was a golf professional. And, you know, my wife never had any interest in playing golf, um, never cared about really doing any sports. We tried tennis, we tried Frisbee golf. But um, with pickleball, it's like she'll come out there and we play two or three times a week. Um, my 16-year-old daughter and I, we're, we're quite a formidable duo. <laughs> um and uh, it's, you know, to me that we can all do it as a family makes it so much more fun. But um, I, I do love like when I can break away from them and, you know, play higher, higher level games. It is it's it. The learning curve is so slight, even if you think that you're not into sports or that, you know, it's an old person's game. Um, you know, the only thing I would say is like my wife broke two bones in her foot playing and I pulled tendons in both my ankles playing. Um, so we got the money out of our, our orthotic boot. <laughs> um, but I didn't stop me. I was out there. I played for two months wearing that boot. And it's like, so now everybody out there knows that I'm the crazy oh guy God. that uh, played. The boot. That's but insane. I, when I, when I traveled down to Florida for, for the, just that power event for you, I brought my pickleball paddle. I mean, it's so, it's so small. It fits in a backpack and I just walked to a local court and picked up a game. Um, it's crazy social. I'm going to bring my stuff to Denver so this is an open invitation. If anybody listening is is into playing and, and wants to pick up a game, 
you know, uh, after the show hours or something, I, uh, I, I'd love to hit it around with you. I mean, it's just a ton of fun. Well, not, not to, to be weird, but you look awesome. I think you're in great, you must be in great <laughs> shape from this. I mean, that's amazing, uh, cardio that you must be getting. It's, it is. And again, you know, the, the common thing that people say when they've never heard of is that's an old person right. sport. And to that, I say, you know, come out and try it for, for 15, 20 minutes. Um, and you know, again, for those people who, who aren't any athletic background, you can make it as dynamic or as simple as you want it to be. I mean, if you if you just want to stand there and, and basically hit like kind of like big ping pong, it can be that. But if you want to go all out, um, it, you know, I was telling you before we started, when I finish playing, I mean, I can literally wring my shirt out. I mean, it's it's disgusting. <laughs> I chase my daughter around with it. <laughs> well, you also happen to live in one of the most humid places in, in, in the country. Yeah, it is. When, when we played down in Tampa, it was 110 with the heat oh, index. Wow. It's just, just nuts. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, it is borderline obsessional. I would, I would literally play every single day. I just, I just love I, playing it so much. I was asking somebody cause I, I've just, I've, I've got the paddles and I just haven't done it yet. We have a court on our neighborhood for crying out loud, but, um, it's just one of those things I need that first time out and to get it going, but I have, I, I've got to get a, someone to play with and then I get, get intimidated by, well, I've got to have three more people, but you can play one-on-one. -on -one. You did that this, uh, during the Tampa trip. There's a different style, right? You, you can play one-on-one. -on -one, and I will say singles is, is a lot of running mm -hmm. because even though the court is, I mean, the whole pickleball court is about the size of the service areas in a tennis yeah. court. Um, but the vast majority of pickleball play is doubles. Yeah. The, I mean, 95% of the play. Um, but to just learn to do it, I mean, honestly, I would take, I would take your daughters yeah. out there um, because like I said, I mean, the, the learning curve is like almost zero. Um, and, um, and just hit it back and forth with them. I mean, if, and, and, and your wife too, you've got a built in foursome right That's there. True. Um, and again, I mean, there, there's, the rules are incredibly simple. There's like three big rules. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I would, uh, like I said, bring your paddle to, to Denver and, uh, we'll try it in the mile high city. <laughs> I will. I will. And it just feels like this is like, John needs an obsession. Like you've, you've had things over the years you were doing your, like, uh, I don't know if you would call it like the, um, um, Navy seal workout or whatever you were doing, you were doing pull-ups and things like that, like in the office when people weren't in there and. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of goes back a while ago to like, almost like, you know, I've, you can see I'm, I'm at my standing desk right now. Um, you know, you can kind of mm -hmm. see, um, but I kind of took stock of my life a few years ago. Um, and I realized that I was like, I sat all day at work to sit in my car, to drive home, to sit on the couch, to go and sit at the dinner table, to sit on the couch, to go lay in the bed, mm -hmm. to sit in the car, to drive into work, to sit at work. And it's like, I was in really terrible shape. And, um, I decided to really do something about it. So I got a, I got a standing desk and then I, I got really into running for oh, a yeah. while. I mean, I would, I would go home every night from work and run four miles um, every night. And um, I felt, I felt great from it, but then I, I started shedding so much weight. That, yeah. People asked me if I was mm -hmm. sick. <laughs> and so I kind of took stock of that and I'm like, you know, I don't want to look like a distance runner. That's not the people I want to look like. So why am I training like mm -hmm. these guys? And so that's when I kind of got into like weight training and stuff like that. And I put a pull up bar in the back room of the work. And like every time I walk by it, I'll try to knock out five. Um, and, um, you know, 
the, the pickleball, um, really, it, 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 it kind of started from, you know, I was always looking for things that we can do as a family. Um, and what we started with was the Frisbee golf. And, you know, it, it Frisbee golf hit a, checks a lot of boxes for me. Um, it's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you buy it, the equipment is cheap and it's outside. Um, I, I hate being inside. Um, and so um, my daughter and I would do it, but my, my youngest didn't like it and my wife didn't like it. And there were lots of bugs in the forest. So then we kind of found pickleball and it was something that we all kind of liked. And um, I mean, it really appeals to me. Like I said, I was a, I was a professional, a golf professional for like eight yeah. years. So I do, I, I do like that competition mm-hmm. and um, certainly the, the dynamic aerobicness of it. Um, so it checks a lot of boxes. It, it is a ton of fun. Well, you've got me motivated. I'm going to, I'm going to get the family out there <laughs> Good. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you this. We've we've introduced a ton of people to it. And the only person that didn't take to um, my wife's father came out. Of, he fell twice oh. and she really, you bullied him to play. <laughs> so um, other, other than I think I think he really enjoyed playing, but I think he got to a point where the mobility because um, it is some dynamic, quick movements. Yeah. Um, I, I almost promise you that if you try it, you'll like it. I mean, that, that, that goes to all your listeners. If you try it, you'll okay. like it. Well, moving on to a subject that is also near and dear to your heart and mine. It, uh, it's been the summer of Taylor Swift. And uh, I know you and I both were kind of remiss that we didn't get tickets. And we both went to the last tour, the Reputation Tour, and loved it. You had some awesome floor seats because it was a, a, a present to your daughter for earning great grades. And uh um, I didn't even know I wanted to go to the Taylor Swift concert and I went and it was like the coolest event I'd ever experienced. And I'd lived in New York and gone to a lot of great shows over the years. And, um, it just, it was crazy getting tickets this time, but I've all of a sudden that they, there are concerts in Chicago and, uh, I think it was Cincinnati that were the closest to us in Indianapolis area. And all of these people were going and right and posting Facebook posts about it. And I just felt so much FOMO and, annoyance that I didn't try harder to get tickets and, you know, use my whole summer budget to get to this thing. Um, has that been sort of your experience too? Have you been seeing posts about it? Or- uh, it really has. And, you know, my daughter, Lauren, I mean, she wanted to go so bad and I tried to get into the presale and, and couldn't get into the presale. And I tried like, there was a capital one, like second chance. And I tried that. And I'll tell you, when we bought tickets for the Reputation Tour, um, it was the most expensive, the most money I'd ever spent for a concert ticket. Um, we were in row 16, mm-hmm. and the seats were $375 a piece. And I, I, don't, I don't regret a penny of that. Um, but we were looking at the resale tickets, and the resale tickets were like five and $600 for like back row, almost like semi-obstructed view. Yeah. And I'm like, Lauren, I'm, I'm just not going to pay a thousand dollars to have a terrible seat. And then she had a friend that she met who had two extra tickets um, in Chicago. And, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, she would have sold them was at face value, but I mean, it would cost us, you know, $2,000 between flying up there and hotels and all that. And so, you know, I really, I, I, I do wish I had seen the tour. I mean, from everybody that I've talked to that saw it, it was a spectacular show. And I mean, I know how great the reputation show was, but at the end of the day, you kind of have to draw a line on, look, this is just, you know, as much as I want to see it, it's it's just not worth it. Although I I'm, I don't know if you saw, I was just looking the other day, 
they were talking about like the the economic impact of the Eras mm. tour. Did you see that article? I, I heard something through the grapevine, but I didn't read that article. Like it, it made an excess of a billion dollars, and like every city that she went to had this gigantic economic revival wow. because of all the hotels, all the venues, all the food, all the in- gigantic influx of people. And that they're like, you know, if we're out of a recession, I mean, we really owe Taylor Swift some of the, the credit for it because she she brought this thing around the country. And, you know, I think she had like the most nights sold out at several different places. Um, and, you know, I think if she if she the tour would have been twice as long, she would have sold it out again. I mean, it's just I mean, really. And, you know, like I said, from everybody that heard of it, it was a solid three plus hours every night, just 100 percent. I mean, you know, so yes, I do. I do regret that we didn't see it. Um, but you know, again, for for a thousand a ticket, I just, you know, it's just you know, you got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, we we uh, had a family f- um, f- that we're friends with who went to the tour and saw uh, the the show in Cincinnati. And the following night, they drove back and did the whole little outside area where you sit and you hand you know trade bracelets and it's almost turning into like a dead kind of thing, you know, with the little festival and they could hear the whole show from outside the stadium. And when I heard that, I was like, Oh, I would have done that, you know, even for free, you know, just to go sit there. It's a, it's a track, but to be able to hear the show kind of like up close and personal would be kind of cool. Um, didn't know that was a thing though until it was too late. So, you know, yeah, I mean, when we saw her in Atlanta, it was in the um, the Falcons' new stadium, and the Mercedes Benz. Oh. And that, I mean, that's completely yeah. closed. I mean, you there, there's no hearing that; it's not an open thing. But and also, like, kind of like I don't know how far Cincinnati is for you. I mean, the closest one to us was Atlanta, and that is a six hour ugly drive. Well, yeah, see, that's different. We, we're only about two hours from Cincinnati, so we could yeah. pull that off. But and it is an outdoor stadium, and she was doing more outdoor stadiums as you've seen with the rain that she had a couple of times. So. It, crazy yeah my sister's my uh, my wife's sister's daughter went to the show the night before that mm. one in in nashville okay. and so right right before the rained out one um but yeah you know she's an incredible performer i mean you know she's a a, a great songwriter and uh, you know she's earned all the success that she has i mean i i really my, my hope now is that they sell it to netflix i, I agree with you um, i was just gonna say that yeah, that's what my dog, she's like, oh, daddy, it's not the same. It's like, yeah, but seeing it is beats not seeing mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I was thinking too, you know, kind of segueing a little bit um, that this would have been the kind of thing that if they would have, if they would have had a live, like, you know, if, if we could have gone to a theater mm-hmm. and watched like a live simulcast or something in a theater, um, we would have paid probably 50 bucks a ticket yeah, to do I that. And I think they would have sold theaters out. It's like, hey, look, you know, you couldn't get a ticket to the show you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to have a live broadcast. And I mean, the camera angle it might be, you know, live stuff is always kind of crazy, but I think she could have pulled it off. And maybe that will be part of her next show is like, hey, look, we're going to have oversells. We're going to, you know, book out local theaters and you can come and see the show if you want to. So I, I think for Taylor, it would be another massive revenue stream mm-hmm. that would also be like a, a cool kind of technological thing that she could, you know, she could do as well. And, you know, really, she wants to reach your fans. I think you could reach more fans that way. I agree. Um, so you make people happy and put more dollars in your pocket. So, I mean, I, I'm almost surprised they didn't have that as a, as an option this time, but so maybe next I time. I know. I think that's an a, amazing idea. Um, and speaking of movie theaters, it's 
the summer of movies again, which is amazing after, you know, COVID and theaters kind of getting shut down and really not having as much content. And that's what our world revolves around so much, you know, in, in the home theater space. And um, I, I have to admit, I haven't seen a lot. I've got a lot on my list and I'm looking forward to when some of them get to streaming. Um, you know, I'm thinking something like um, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. I really wanted to see that, but I wasn't, I just couldn't get to the theater. Um, probably going to see that on streaming right as it, it's available. Um, but if you had a kaleidoscape, you got it right now. You got now. it already? No, I, we, well, we could. We have okay. a body up, but you, it's available. Nice. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you about that, but I also, um, I did, I did see the Indiana Jones movie. It's very nostalgic for me. I'm a huge, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark fan. Um, what have you seen so far in the theater? Anything? Well, you got the wrong Siaka on here for this. Um, cause I've not seen anything mm. for a while in the theaters. My daughter though is, has seen the Barbie movie twice okay. and the flash and the new Spider-Man movie. And, She's got her group of friends now and, and they're uh, they, they have like um, summertime, like cheaper ticket mm. prices. So she's she's been going to the, the theater quite a bit. Um, I really wanted to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. And I've got a friend here who's who's really into movies and he wants to do a trip to Atlanta, which is the closest 70 true 70 millimeter presentation. But again, it's it's not worth a six hours in the car <laughs> yeah. and an overnight. And um, I was going to actually. Um, go and see the new mission impossible movie down in Tampa. Cause there's a Dolby cinema there. But the only time that I could have gone was at 10 30 at mm. night. And that would have meant not getting back to my hotel until like two Ooh. in the morning. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the reality is unfortunately in Myrtle beach, our, our movie theaters are not mm. great. Um, and that's, that's being, you know, kind. <laughs> um, and so it, it's hard, it's hard for me to want to go to the theater when I've got such a nice home theater, yeah. I mean, we just upgraded to the new Sony laser projector and I have the Trinov now. Um, you know, it's like when the experience is better at home and now you, I mean, almost a month of waiting and it comes out practically. Yeah. Um, so I've not seen these. There's a lot of really great stuff that's out there. I, I really want to see the flash. I mean, that, the, uh, although I've heard that the trailer is is cut to make it look excellent. And, you know, my daughter said she just thought it was that. Mm. Eh. Um, and um, I've heard that the dialogue can be tough to understand in Oppenheimer. Oh, really? Uh, which is Christopher Nolan's kind of, you know, trademark yeah. move. Um, my wife and daughter really like the Barbie movie, but that doesn't really resonate with me too much. Um, and, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, I really want to see as well. And it's just one of those things that's, I haven't had the, the opportunity yet, but it, I mean, it, it, to me, Indy just had to be better than crystal skull. That was the bar. <laughs> and I feel from everybody that that's seen it is it, it is it, you know, exceeds that bar. So I'm, yeah. you know, that's good for me. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I did a protest move and didn't even see crystal skull. Um, and now I'm going to, I'm finally going to go back and watch it because I just, I, I was just kind of ready to move on. There are certain things I just think you, you've you've squeezed as much out as you as you could and don't keep doing it. But then enough time has passed, and I've been impressed with Harrison Ford's longevity that I wanted to see this one, and it, it was yeah. good. Oh, I totally want to see it, and I think too. It's like you know, I was telling Lauren, you know, you have to take it with a giant grain of the inspiration for Indiana Jones were those cliffhanger serials. Right that were really goofy. I mean, you'd see the truck off the side of the thing and explode. And then how does our hero escape? And then, you know, it cuts back to it and he rolls out the back door, you know, and it's like, 
I mean, that was that was the inspiration for for Raiders of the Lost sure. Ark. So there is some of that kind of, you know, hey, he's going to, you know, get protected by being in a refrigerator, oh. which will make sense when you see Crystal yeah. Skull. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. It's like, I think sometimes now it's like everything is so serious and everything. Mm-hmm. It's, sometimes movies are just supposed to be yeah. fun. But also, I mean, there's there's a line between it's fun and it's it's just goofy and ridiculous. Right. But, um, I you know, and I think sometimes you know, I'm I'm in the mood for nostalgia. Like to me, I love the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't care if that was Star Wars retreading. Right. I mean, that's what I wanted. Oh, I loved that it too. Years. That was my favorite one of the new ones. Today's episode of Residential Tech Talks is brought to you by Nice, the global manufacturer of smart home security and building automation solutions. Nice is bringing together 30 years of innovation with award-winning products from Elan, Speakercraft, and Panamax to create a holistic ecosystem for builders, integrators, and consumers. Learn more about how you can create one home with one solution at go.niceforyou.com backslash RTT. I'm not like a you know, big superhero movie guy so a lot of these are are lost i mean even mission impossible i'm not a mission impossible guy i'm not really a tom cruise now kind of fan um yeah so you know it's weird these movies come out and you think that's really gonna be you know a big draw even um top gun last year i was it last year two years ago it was last year um like yeah i don't i didn't really ask for this i mean (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, now don't tread on my top gun now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm in the minority on that for sure. I know. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, I thought, honestly, Top Gun Maverick was a master class <laughs> on how to make a okay. sequel. Um, that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, you didn't need to see the first one to mm-hmm. love it. Um, you certainly got more out of it by seeing the first one. It was simple. It, it didn't try to like beat you over the head with like an incredibly complex plot. It was like, here's the mission, train for the mission, do the mission. And it's, I don't know, I, I, I loved it. Um, and I, I thought, again, it's like, it's everything that that sequel needed to be. Now, do we, I, I don't know that we need a Top Gun 3. I think we're all good yeah. now. Um, but um, I did, I thought, I thought that was, was, was well, great. I will say like one of the things, and I, I don't know if you do it with your girls, but we've gone back and and we're revisiting things with Lauren Mm -hmm. and um, that, that she, I can turn my monitor back and give me a little sidelight. And um, you know, we started watching mission impossible because that's, you know, anything that's got a bunch of movies that we can kind of, you know, franchise Mm -hmm. out. So we watched, we watched the first one and, you know, it didn't age is great, but it's still, you know, it was fun. And um, you know, we've gone back to a lot of things kind of like that to where, you know, it's like, you're seeing them again and you can really see if it holds up or not when you're watching it with a 16 year old, mm-hmm. um, you know, who, who's not tied to any of the history of it. Like, you know, she loved Ferris Bueller's Day yeah, Off. Yeah, mine too. Um, and I was glad to see that that still held up. I mean, that's one of my favorites. And then one of her friends came over and spent the night and she's like, oh my gosh, you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We've got to watch <laughs> it. And so, you know, that was, you know, like John Hughes stuff. It, it doesn't all hold up so great. You know, 16 Candles, some of oh that's... Oh, my God. It know. is so inappropriate in a lot of ways. But uh, you know what? The other one is uh, Breakfast Club. My daughter just says, what is the deal with that movie? Why do people like that? I'm like, oh, it, it worked. It spoke to us back in high school, you know? It doesn't speak yeah. to you now at all. But, it, you know, it worked. And I yeah. get it. 
For sure. And I think like, uh, you know, planes, trains and automobiles, we watch mm. that. That still helps yeah. up. I mean, you know, because I, you know, certain, I guess, emotions and, and, and trends, yeah. but yeah, not all of this stuff is age great, but Ferris Bueller is still yeah. great. <laughs> and, and I love 16 Candles. It makes me laugh every time, but it's not for the right reasons. <laughs> I totally forgot that there was that opening shower scene. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. And that you're, that you're watching a supposed like 17-year-old girl in the shower. It's like, man, that is... Yeah really creepy and it's like you know it's like you know but at the time it was just like ah oh, it's just a sour scene you know, know. it's like i know all those movies I, like, like I, so many of those movies with the gratuitous you know nudity we were that age so it seemed okay but you know there were people like old sickos like us now <laughs> watching it back <laughs> then you know and it, that wasn't right <laughs> yeah well i mean again that she was supposed to be a high school yeah. girl regardless of how old she actually was Fair, it's yeah. like Ah, you know, we it, we were just literally talking today. I was talking to my employees, and we were somehow we started talking about Back to the Future, and like how like we just kind of gloss over that Biff totally tried to rape. Yeah, I know, you it's know, very uncomfortable. His mom, mm -hmm. and it's just like, well, you know, that's Biff. He's gonna rape you if he gets you alone. And it's like, you know, now <laughs> now it's on to the dance, everybody. Yeah. And you know, it's like you know, watching it again now with a younger daughter and you know it's like wow mm. that's it's like we we just kind of laughed that off back in the 80s when we first saw it but it's like that's you know hey i'll tell i'll tell um, you you made a really funny connection here because when we were um i, I while you were c covering the just ed power event down in tampa which we'll get to here um we we as a family were um visiting my mother-in-law for her 80th birthday in new jersey and we went to the city for the day in new york city and we saw a broadway show which we hadn't planned on doing but my daughter who ella who's like you know nuts about broadway she's like i've got a show it's affordable you're gonna say no but trust me it's gonna be good and it was back to the future on broadway and i had, had oh, no wow. idea it was even a thing and it was in preview so it's like in the first three weeks no one really even knows about it yet and so we got tickets and we went and it is like almost like shot for shot kind of through the movie so for my daughter is it a musical yeah. So they throw in these new songs and things, but the uh, Crispin Glover character, the father is an identical, like uh, copy of that character in the movie. It's really weird. I can't imagine as weird as that guy is in real life, him seeing this going, that's my creation. What are you doing? <laughs> he must've signed away his life, you know, for that to be able to be possible. But then the Biff character is very much like the Biff character, but they tone down the rape, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> um, and they also remove the terrorism portion. So the there's a, ah. there's a hook at the beginning of what, why he needs to like, you know, tell him something and it's not, not that and there's no shooting you know he doesn't get shot it has something more to do with um uh radiation poisoning so it's a mm. little bit weird but it's also like okay maybe we don't need to beat up on the um the two the the terrorists in this case or something i don't know but it's it's actually very good but because i know that movie so well i'm like you're just doing dialogue from the movie <laughs> whereas my daughter talia who's not really seen much of the movie she's seen it here and there she thought it was really fun because it was original to her, you know? So you just yeah. think about how old we are and how long ago that movie came out. There's going to be a whole audience that's just going to like enjoy it for what it is, you know? So interesting. 
Back to the Future was singing. Yes, I know. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> and now, what? One hundred percent less rave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it it is a weird thing to think about, but it it works in some weird way. Oh, and talk about special effects. They have, and I'm giving this away because you're never going to get there to see this. I I'm assuming, and people are listening probably aren't either. Just being generous here with my my comment. Um, <laughs> sorry, people. Um, but there's a thing with the with the DeLorean when it when it takes off, um, when he's going, comes back at the end and it, they bring this thing over the audience and I don't know how they did it. I mean, oh, and they, cool. they're really strict about your phones. Like they're, they're going around like with their flashlights, making sure people aren't videoing this cause they don't want to give away the reveal or, or let people like analyze what the special effect is. Um, I, they turn it over upside down. They do everything like no strings attached kind of thing. It was really amazing. And, um, I, I'm going to, kind of cannot wonder about that for a while we we think we've got some ideas on it but uh that that part of it and also just the projection to try to make it look like the car is like going down the street you know when he's taking off um they do a really great job with that too so i think that's a lot of what will draw people in it's just all the special effects on the stage to make that work like the movie yeah it's amazing like how much technology has changed the, the theater going, the concert going experience. I mean, we saw, I, I mean, really Taylor didn't have a lot of when we saw her, I mean, she had some giant big screens, but not, not really a ton of like a, a little bit of effects, I guess. But um, we went and saw AJR. I mean, a much, much smaller show, but they had all of these like projection mapping and, and how they were interacting with the screens and like, you know, a ball would bounce out in the video and then you would catch a real mm. ball. I mean, it was just, it was so cool how they were integrating technology to make the show more, I don't know, interactive or like, you know, just more than just a guy up there singing. Um, it's cool to see stuff like that where they're, you know, as technology just continues to get more, you know, impressive, how they're taking this stuff and like really utilizing it to make these experiences, you know, keep them fresh and yeah. new, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought the back of the future would have really been a great candidate for a, for a live performance, but you know, with some imagination and some, you know, some cool ideas. I mean, it's like, it's a great story. Um, yeah. So. I mean, it, it worked. And again, if I was less familiar with the movie, I'd enjoy it even more, but it, it's, you know, we're, we, we've. Was, did they still have um, his dad being a peeping Tom? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah. It, it, they've still got that line in there. My dad's a peeping Tom. <laughs> and, and the kid that it's a, apparently this like, amazing young talent who plays um the lead uh you know character who was just in of all things um oh 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 i'm drawing a blank now the the movie um almost famous so they just did okay <laughs> again a weird one they did almost famous on broadway about a year ago and this kid was the lead in that and now he's the lead in this and he's only 21 um so really mm -hmm. talented guy but he's doing a little bit of the um Michael J. Fox, like squeak in his voice, you know, he's, it's not a definite parody of Michael J. Fox or, or caricature at all, um, but just a little subtle homage. <laughs> and so I was waiting for the, 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 the Lord, and he tones that down a little bit, but it is, it's definitely in there. Some familiar lines. So um, it, it, it's a, a nostalgic thing. And it's just funny, like all of a sudden, like our childhood is just being re done in all media you know in some way so 
I would see a Ferris Bueller Broadway show. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to me, they that could translate. Yeah, I mean, you I know, would. Um, I, I definitely think it could. And there's so much. I mean, there there's so much fantastic music in that thing mm-hmm. that you know whether they incorporated that into singing or just whatever. I mean, I I mean, I, I think that's the kind of thing that have some really cool set pieces and yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll workshop it. Yeah, that <laughs> that, that could be our next project together. Um, speaking of working together, it was great to be able to um, work with you uh, to cover an event that I couldn't attend myself and you were available, which is great and willing. Um, so you went down to Tampa, like you said, um, not only to p- play pickleball, but you also visited Just Add Power. Um, Maybe just give us some of the highlights of what that uh, facility was like. You wrote about it for us. We've got the uh, story posted, but um, it looked like a really cool place. Had a cigar bar. It was. I mean, what what I really took away from that was that they wanted to build a fun and welcoming workspace where people wanted to come and work there, wanted to stay working there. And... Um, they went from like a 5,000 square foot facility to like a 30,000 square foot facility. So a a massive, massive increase. And the thing is, you know, you know, we were kind of joking about it with the other press people were there there. You hardly saw any employees Hmm. there. And I'm not sure if they have staggered shifts or maybe they had people not come in because the visit was happening, but only 20 people work out of that giganto building. And, um, you know, I think a, a good portion of them are like, you know, in the tech support wing mm-hmm. and there's, you know, then like, you know, accounting and the the, the dumb business stuff. Um, but, you know, you could just tell that the owner, I mean, I, I would say he was kind of like Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. but, but not in a goofy kind of way like that, but like just in like a fun, like kind of way and like the kind of inventory kind of way, like in his office. Um, you know, he, he has these, these bookshelves. And if you, you pull back a bust of, um, Shakespeare's head and there's a button under there, just like how the original bat cave was. And, you know, the old Adam West show, this door swings open and it's his private, you know, room off of his office where there's like some chairs and couches in there where he can go and just hang out and be by himself. And he's, he's really into movies and, you know, he's got tons of movie posters up everywhere and, if you're a new hire, you know, they they get to put their favorite movie poster mm. up. So you kind of feel like you've got that connection. And he used to, um, he used to pay for a gym membership for everybody, but then the government said that that wasn't a write offable expense oh, really? anymore. So he turned a space into a giant yep. gym and just asks the people, Hey, look, what would, what would you like to have in here? What don't I have that uh-huh. you want? And, you know, come in and work out before work or during work and, you know, whatever there's, the, the place used to be a, a contact lens factory. Mm-hmm. And so they had, they had locker rooms and showers. So he kept that. So there's a place for you to come in, you know, if you want to shower after work before going out or whatever, I mean, it's a million degrees in Tampa, <laughs> uh, but it's a, a dog friendly environment. You can bring your dog into work and th- this big section in the back of it. It's, I mean, I grew up in California, so I don't really have the sense of what an acre mm-hmm. is. <laughs> <laughs> It was this huge space. I mean, it could have been, you know, I don't know, two or three acres. I, I don't know. Um, but like you can bring your dog to work and that's a, a dog run place and um, picnic outside. And he's got this cool, like I, I, I'm not into cigar smoking, but he, he that's called a cigar lounge where, you know, on Fridays, employees can come in there and hang out. There's a fully stocked bar. And I mean, fully <laughs> stocked bar. 
um, that they can come in and hang out and just kind of like, hey, you know, it's been a long work week, come and unwind, hang out with your, you know, fellow employees in a, you know, a, a you know, a, a more friendly environment maybe. And he had an actual magic band reader, you know, from the Fast Pass at Disneyland. And, you know, if you if you put a magic band next to it, it would and it would turn green and it would turn this sign on. And just, you know, you just felt like, you know, cool little things. Another thing I didn't talk about in the story was he doesn't really care about soccer, football, um, football. And um, but he had these friends that would come on, hang out with him at the cigar lounge. And they like to watch football. I guess they like Manchester United. So. Every week he would buy the opposing jersey, team's jersey and he would wear <laughs> it when they played. And so it was like he had this like long time running goof that he had all these jerseys just to like, you know, goof his friends. And they're all the jerseys are up in this in this place. And he's got a, a big garage where he likes to go and work on his cars. And um, he said, like, you know, for him, it's like that's where his mind can kind of wander, where he'll like, you know, be working on problems and like, you know, you know, when you kind of you think him over when he's working on the cars and then he'll, you know, come back in with a solution to stuff. So it's just a really cool guy. And it's, you know, he reminded me, I guess, another way, you know, kind of like Sam Runco was like, you know, like really was like kind of into the company, you know, wanted everybody to be having a good time. And um, I don't know, it was a, it was a great visit. I had a really good time. Um, I, you know, I, I really only knew them from like yeah. Taft at trade show booths and stuff. And um, he was there, of course. Um, Taft, I think, was employee number one. Um, and so it was just neat to, to hear more about the company, to see what they're doing. And, you know, really, you just see a lot of a lot of pride in, in, in what they're doing and stuff. And so if, um, you know, if you're looking for someone to partner with for, you know, your AV over IP distribution, um, they they seem like a great company to work with. Like they would really look like to take care of their business partners. So it was a fun business. Yeah, I've known Taft Strickland since he was a rep in the Midwest, um, kind of out of Cincinnati. And he would come in through CDA headquarters and that's close to where I live. So we connected there a couple of times and he he would reach out to me and knew who I was before I knew him. And then he started working with Just Add Power. And he would reference Ed Qualls, the CEO, but he would I've never had cross paths with him because he didn't attend trade shows and that's where we would see Taft. Um, so very cool that you got to, got to see that on our behalf and got some good pictures. Yeah. And, you know, I had dinner, like his, his wife joined us for a couple of events and I, I got to sit next to her at dinner on the last night and um, she's a big Disney world fan and a coaster mm-hmm. fan. And so, um, you know, we, we had a great time talking about that and it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's like, I, I think it's one of those companies that realize that, you know, there's time for business, but there's also time to have fun yeah. too. And so um, it was, a, it was a lot of, I mean, no like real product introductions, just more like they celebrated their 30th anniversary last year and wanted to have some people down to check out their new, their new facility. This is the first press group that had come through the new, the new place. So um, I'm, I'm glad I got to attend in your behalf and, uh, hopefully, uh, I represented you well, but I, I had a great, well, time. thanks a lot for doing that. And that's a good story. Uh, we'll put the link in our, our show notes, but, uh, um, as we wrap up, maybe just touch a little bit on, on what the, um, market is like there for custom theater and audio on Myrtle beach. Are things uh, still going pretty well there in terms of people's investment? Yeah. I mean, you can kind of see all, this is our schedule board. Um, you know, it's, uh, basically completely booked for July and almost booked up for August. Um, so our business, I've, I've worked here since 98 mm-hmm. 
And I mean, we're like a sine wave and we've always been that way. We're overwhelmed, we're swamped, we're slow. Mm. And it's always been like that. And summer is always our busiest time. I, this is the first year that I can remember, honestly, where we didn't have a bunch of freakouts around the 4th of July. Normally it's like, um, we'll have people that'll be like, I am moving into my house on the 4th of July. I don't care. And, you know, they'll be, they'll be in there. They'll be like trim people putting up trim and stuff. And like, you know, you're it's, it's nuts. So this year we didn't have any of those crises, but, um, you know, we're, we're busy. We've, you know, what's really huge for us. We've been doing a lot of lighting and shading. Um, Lutron shading is, has really been big for Mm -hmm. us. And I think it's one of those things that as it grows and gains awareness, um, people experience it either in a hotel or in somebody else's house and realizes how great that is. So that's, that's been a very fast growing thing for us. And I would also say, I mean, I'm not sure if it's, if it's similar with other integrators, but we're not doing as many jobs, but the jobs we're doing are Hmm. bigger. And we, we see a lot of people coming into our area, New York, New Jersey, Ohio, a, a lot of money that's that's moving down into here, and people are are you know cashing out and building much bigger homes mm. here, and so the projects that we're doing, you know, we're not doing as many of them, but they're they're bigger. Um, I'm getting. We were supposed to start this massive job tomorrow, another ten thousand square foot house, but uh, the HVAC isn't ready. Um, but you know, we just just like always, you know, kind of like looking ahead, what's the next thing we're doing and an airplane hanger for a customer of mine um, that, you know, we're trying to figure that out. That's kind of different for us. It's like an 80 by 80 building and trying to figure out how do you make Wi-Fi work inside and outside of this big metal sealed frame. Um, So, you know, it's cool. It's one of the things that I love about my job is like every day is different. Every job Mm -hmm. is different. And even if it's the same job tomorrow, it probably has new stuff that you're playing with. Um, So it keeps it fresh. And, um, yeah, we're, uh, you know, like I said, we're the little engine that can. We just keep on going. <laughs> well, I look forward to uh, t- chatting with you in person in September in uh, Denver at Cedia Expo. Absolutely. Um, and I will bring my uh, pickleball paddle. I promise I will have practiced by then, gotten <laughs> a few r- rounds in. So I'm not a total novice, but it'd be great to just kind of volley with you there and then uh, have some fun. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, 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 you know, it's so huge. I'm sure, you know, um, when I was talking to the guys who just had power, um, I think Taft was saying he knows a couple of industry guys that had built courts at their mm. house out in like Portland area. Um, so it's one of those things. It's like when you, when you get into it, um, it is, it's like a cult, the cult of pickleball. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, it gets in your blood. Well, John, thanks so much for taking time and chatting. It's uh, great to get back on the uh, routine here with with the podcast and talk to one of my best friends in the industry. So, absolutely, me too, Jeremy. All Thank right. you. John Siaka is co owner of Custom Theater and Audio in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You can learn more about his company at customtheaterandaudio.com. And you can subscribe to his um, Cinelux newsletter at Cinelux with an E on the end.com. And that wraps up today's show, which is produced by Residential Tech Today, IPW, and Pretty Easy Podcast. Please check out prettyeasypodcast.com if you want professional and affordable production help on your own podcast. Also, a special thanks to our title sponsor, Nice North America, who allowed me to take a few weeks off to enjoy some summertime rest and recuperation. 
If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you watched or listened to this episode. Also check out all the latest residential tech news at our magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. Residential Tech Talks, Lighting Specialist, Smart House.